Welcome to Pink Noise. Today my guest is Jordan Perry. Jordan is a songwriter and guitarist and has been involved with a bunch of projects in Virginia and Philadelphia. He's also recently released two albums of classical guitar compositions. I work with Jordan for a music education nonprofit, and I particularly wanted to talk to Jordan for the show when I learned that he previously taught guitar at a school in Ramallah, a city in the occupied West Bank of Palestine. I wanted to know about how his experiences in music landed him that job. I've never been to the Middle East, and so I was fascinated to hear about how he connected to the people and the culture of Palestine through music. In this interview, Jordan refers to his own process of creating music as a mode of inquiry. This mode of inquiry allows him to meditate on and explore systems and patterns that catch his attention. But his aim is more to explore and pose questions, rather than to seek resolution. Here's the interview. Jordan Perry. Hi. There was a piece on my first album that I wrote uh, while sitting in my apartment in when I, I lived for a couple years in, in uh, the occupied West Bank in Palestine. And um, I don't know that I could put my finger exactly on the thing that I was thinking about at the time of writing it, but I definitely remember where I was sitting when I was writing it and what I was looking at. And I was sitting at my, the window of my apartment looking out um, at the neighborhood I lived in the old city of Ramallah and looking around at like what I could see as settlements nearby and, and everything like that, somehow processing all of this into this like what felt just sort of like an... I was thinking, I guess, about the sort of endless like spinning out of this situation and how it keeps just sort of spinning and spinning without a uh, particular like clear resolution and it just is uh, you know constantly volatile and and uh, and uh, and kind of tight and so there's one there's one piece called crime times on my first album that I guess you could kind of say maybe had that intention first, but it was really more me sitting, meditating on a place where I was and what I was looking at and just playing along with my own mind, I guess. Yeah. It's at once very normal and very not normal at the same time. I mean, the occupation of Palestine is very clear to your eyes (laughs) when you're there. Um, but also, you know, people are going about their lives, you know? And, um, so, you know, I mean, I remember I I was probably watching like my neighbor's kids playing out on the street and coming and going from the grocery store, which was right nearby. Um, we were kind of on, in this little like high rise, not high rise, like five stories apartment building that, um if you can imagine, was in a series of similar buildings kind of on like a terraced hill. And uh, right in that neighborhood was, it was great. It was like everything you needed, you know. There's a bread maker and there's a butcher and a produce uh, produce shop, a couple restaurants, and then the school where I was working. And um, one thing that is 
somehow not assumed to be there by people who haven't been uh, to Palestine or a similar location is, is the banality of life, you know? Um, people just doing their stuff and, like, going and buying toilet paper and, <laughs> you know, like, all of that. Um, at the same time, you know, you're seeing, like, graffiti and murals of, of uh, both current and old that have been used both as kind of like documentation of certain aspects of like there's one there's one specific one that I'm thinking of that's like clearly an incarcerated person um, with a rainbow behind him and uh, and then there's lots of tags in uh, Arabic which mean all kinds of different things in some cases they were actually used as like a, almost like PSAs when communications have been shut down in the past and stuff like that. Like, this is going on this day or whatever. But also, you know, political slogans and things like that. always like uh in the morning there's always the smell of the bakery right nearby yeah i always like think the olfactory and like the uh, the sensory stuff is kind of like another big thing that's missing you know like uh from from talking about a place like that it's just like i don't know hard to describe it all it's a baroque series of of like really great smells (laughs) yeah wrote a couple of pieces for Oud and guitar um, and did a, uh, had like a duo with my friend Dimitri Michalis who's a actually a Greek Oud player but married to a Palestinian um, and he'd lived there for a very long time and they've since relocated to Athens. I first kind of knew his musical practice through Arabic Oud playing and that was something he was he was just really uh, great at. There's a lot of kind of crossover too historically between like as he would call it, like Byzantine music, you know, uh, and the evolution of Arabic music. So there's a lot. Of, he had a, I don't know, really fun, long conversations explaining that. But he and I did a duo together, uh, oud and guitar duo, and and arranged and wrote a lot of music. folks that I uh, um, went to Temple University with and um, it's kind of a long story (laughs) but suffice to say through a series of coincidences I wound up uh, teaching at uh, I 
I mean, I shouldn't say just coincidence. The coincidence was really for the two people that I went with originally, where uh, they was a couple who, um, independently of each other, the same day got asked to come and participate in a music festival that was hosted by this um, school, which I would come to work for, called the Al Kamanjati Association in Ramallah. And they're a Palestinian music school, which brings music lessons to uh, the uh, UNRWA, it's UNRWA, uh, refugee camps around around Ramallah. And they also have a central campus in Ramallah. But um, one of the things they do is like a Baroque music festival in the in December. They put this orchestra together from all from people from kind of everywhere, really. And these two uh, folks were somehow linked into this network of people. Um, and I don't even think they knew they were linked into it. They just were. <laughs> and both got asked to come do this thing. And so they went and they did it and came back. And I was playing in this little trio with them. It was a bass player and a violinist. And I was playing guitar. And um, when that same occasion came around the next year, they were asked to return. And then they asked me to come with them. So... Um, then I just happened to be there at a time when the school was looking for a second guitar teacher. So I, I accepted a couple months later and then went and I think that following August, uh, I sold my truck to buy a plane ticket, <laughs> which was basically all my truck was worth was, you know, the $1,200 or whatever it took to get there. And, um, bought a one way ticket and, uh, then lived there for, two years with a few little breaks in between. I mean, ostensibly, I was there teaching guitar for Alkam and Jati, and I had a bunch of really awesome students and um, doing just kind of like real basic guitar skills, which is like a really big instrument there. So it, in, in no way was like any sort of a novelty, you know, it was just a really regular part of like the uh, instrumental vocabulary there, I guess. Um, but through that, you know, like I... I uh, got turned on to a lot of music from my colleagues who were mostly Palestinian and, uh, and also my students. And then, uh, so I had an opportunity both to like get, you know, a really, I think in-depth introduction to many different facets of Arabic music, both like Arabic hip hop um, and what you would call kind of the golden age of like Arabic classical or uh, in some cases like, uh, Arabic pop music and, and all of this. And, um, learned a lot about, um, the place I was living and how, uh, how it came to, uh, how it came to be in the, in, uh, where it is now politically and, uh, socially. It's a weird thing to um 
think about communicating something that's like specifically political through an ins- like an instrumental piece, basically, you know. And um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's it's a maybe even a little self protective or something to not just be saying specifically through lyrics or whatever, you know, what I feel about that. But um, if there's an overarching concept to that record, which maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but like, it's this idea of the witness, like thinking about uh, and maybe wrestling a little bit, meditating on this kind of idea of bearing witness as being some kind of action which I'm not convinced that it is. I suppose, if anything, I'm trying to convey the feeling of the internal knots that necessarily arise from, like, attempting to to essentially say that my inaction is somehow action, <laughs> if that makes sense. I definitely see making things as a kind of mode of inquiry and like a way of looking into something, you know, somehow you learn something, you know? And so I guess right now I'm kind of just trying to figure out like, um, exactly what it is that I'm trying to figure out, you know, which is like the vaguest answer possible, but it's true. It's like the most honest one. my interview with Jordan Perry. His guitar pieces are available on Bandcamp at jordanperry1.bandcamp.com. In this episode, we heard Crime Times from his self-titled album, Jordan's Piece from Dimitri Michalis's album, Utopia, and the title track from Jordan's latest album, Witness Tree. Jordan hosts a radio broadcast called World Turning that presents music from a broad variety of time and places. It airs live here in Charlottesville on WTJU on Fridays from 12 to 2 p.m., and you can find the most recent episode of World Turning No Matter Where You Are at WTJU.net. I'll post all these links on the show page, pinknoisepod.com. I want to thank Jordan for talking to me and for sharing his music. If you're new to Pink Noise, you can check out previous episodes by subscribing to the show in your podcast app, or visit pinknoisepod.com to find links to support the show. If you like what you heard, please write a review. Or just tell that friend of yours who loves podcasts about this show. Thanks for listening.